Streaming live soon. Não sei o que será do amanhã e que o futuro tem. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Meu Deus. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. 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 Stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon.
please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Numa cela fria escura, corpo ensanguentado pelas mãos que batem nua. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Uma voz chamou seu nome. Esperança se criou. Na escuridão ele responde. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Você sabe, irmão Silas. Please stand by. Well, praise the Lord. This is a great day. It's the greatest day of all. It's the only day we have. <laughs> Because God made it for us. Hallelujah. What a joy it is to serve the Lord. Today we'll continue to look at the laws of the kingdom of God. We've looked at uh, different uh, laws like perseverance and uh, use and reciprocity. Yeah, go for that word one time. Today we'll look at the law of responsibility. Yeah, everybody has a responsible function within the kingdom of God. Say, for instance... I've, well, I've got five fingers on my hand. What happens if my thumb decides not to work? Uh, I can maybe lift things up. And uh, I can maybe maybe grab my Bible, but I need my thumb to be able to hold it. So every part of my body has to function. Well, every part has this responsibility to function as God made it to function. And therefore, we need to understand that we have a responsibility to function as God has made us to function. And we're not to try to function like something else. My thumb cannot be my foot. I cannot walk on my thumbs. That won't work. Therefore, God has a responsibility for every function within the body of Christ. And we need to learn what that is for ourselves. Don't look at someone else. We're looking at Luke chapter 12, verses 41 through 48, and we'll go from there. You know me, I'll be pounding the Word of God, going further and further, looking at it, trying to understand it all. This scripture deals with, uh, previous to this, Jesus is talking about a watchful servant. Uh, you've got to be ready because Jesus is coming back. And you've got to be ready, and when he comes back, he's going to find some people doing and some people not doing. And we need to be watchful and ready at all times, being responsible to do what God's called us to do. Looking for Jesus to come back, yes. But we're looking, not just standing still, we're looking as we go and do what God has called us to do. So let's look at chapter 12 of Luke, verses 41 through 48. So we have Peter said to him, said to Jesus, Lord, do you speak this parable only to us or to all people? Now you got to realize that anything that Jesus is saying, yes, he's speaking to his disciples, uh, to his disciples, disciples, are you his disciple? Then he's speaking to you. He is speaking to all people to be watchful to what going, 
on and be ready for what Jesus is going to come back. We don't know. Uh, tomorrow, yes, I'd like to. <laughs> right now, mm, gone. What? Well, we don't know. The Lord then said in verse 42, Who then is that faithful and wise steward whom his master will make ruler over the household to give them their portion of food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find doing when he comes. Jesus is looking for someone that's doing when they come. That's important to Jesus. We are to be found doing, not just sitting still. There's something that we have to do, something that we're responsible for at the level that he's placed us. You know, me as a preacher, I like to be up here. <laughs> I like to be, you know, on TV in a full-time ministry and thousands and thousands of people in the church that I'm serving and, and all of this. But God didn't put me up here. He put me on a level to function in, and every level is important. So don't try to be something else. Don't try to be somebody that He hasn't created you to be. Uh, we're getting to that. It's going to be great that you function where you are. In verse 44, we have, Truly I say to you that He will make Him ruler over all that He has. Hmm. Isn't that something? If I'm faithful and doing what I'm doing right now in my life, Jesus is going to lift me up. Yeah. You see, I'm not going to place me where I think I ought to be or where I want to be. Jesus is going to place me where He sees that He can use me. He's going to lift me up. You know, the Scripture is when you... Well, we're going to get into that. When you're humble, He will exalt you. That's Him. He will do that for you. So don't try to do it yourself. Be responsible where you are. Go on to verse 45 and 46. But if that servant says in his heart, my master is laying is coming, coming and be, begins to beat the male and female servants and to eat and drink and be drunk, the master of the servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and at that hour when he is not aware and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. Well, you know, Jesus, he's not coming back today. Uh, you know, it's going to be a while before he comes back. I know it's getting closer, but uh, shoot, I'll just go, you know, I'm uh, saved and I'll just go ahead and, and do what I want to do. No, that's not what Jesus is looking for. He's not looking for what you want to do. He's looking for what he wants you to do. That's what it's going to take place when he comes back. Now, we'll be judged according to what we've done or not done. Now, we, we may be saved and go to heaven, but we're going to be standing there, all right, you, sh you should have did that. I asked you to do that, and you didn't do that. You did that. That's great. And you'll be watered accordingly, but you didn't do that at all. Uh, I don't know about you. I don't want to stand before my father. And he looked down and said, you should have done that. 
I want to be faithful to do what He do, is asking me to do at all times. I may not do that. I may have to repent and ask for forgiveness, but I want to be faithful to Him. So let's continue to go to verse 47. Verse 47 says, And that servant who knew his master's will and did not prepare himself or do according to his will shall be beaten with many stripes. If I know what God wants me to do and do not do what He's calling me to do, I'm not going to receive what He wants me to have. I'm not going to receive it. I'm going, I need to prepare myself and do what God's called me to do. Not, I'm not going to do what God's called you to do. I'm going to do what He's called me to do. His will for my life. But he who did not, verse 48, did not know yet committed uh, things deserving of stripes shall be beaten with few. For everyone to whom much is given, this is important, from him much will be required. Remember, I'm going to say that again. The Word says, for everyone to whom much is given, this is Jesus saying, from him much will be required, and to whom much has been committed of him they will ask the more. So, if you've been given what God's called you to do, much is going to be required of you to do it. You have a responsibility to do what God has called you to do. That's what we're following Jesus for. We're, Jesus teaches us in all areas, whether we're in leadership or whether we are just a, or the disciple following Him or whether we're the church, we've got a responsibility to function as God's called us to do. I want to look at those three areas very briefly here this morning. Uh, the leadership, those that are in leadership. He was talking about those that are in leadership, right? Uh, that's what he was talking about here in this parable. Those that are in leadership. In other words, if you have obtained a great knowledge of the truth of the Word of God, you're going to be accountable for that when Jesus comes back. Mm. Were you a good steward of what God has showed you and taught you in the Word of God and in the knowledge of what Jesus wants you to do? I was talking to Rick this morning, and he's saying, you know, I believe God is showing me. I believe God is... Is revealing this to me. Well, see, that's important. When God's revealing something to you, you're responsible to respond. Respond what God wants you to do. And it's important. You're going to be accountable for that. Uh, I'm going to turn over to James chapter 3. This is me. James chapter 3, verse 1. And I can get that quick because i got my Holy Spirit paperclip. Yeah, that's very important. <laughs> you can get there quick with the Holy Spirit paperclip. <laughs> Hallelujah. So James chapter 3, verse 1 says, My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You, if God has given you the opportunity to, to be a leader, to be a teacher of the Word of God, you, and you're not faithful in that, a stricter judgment will come. 
So you want to be a teacher of the Word? <laughs> no, I don't want to. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, yes, you do, because if that's what God calls you to do, guess what? He's giving you a helper, Holy Spirit, to be able to help you, to teach you, bring all things to your remembrance, and guide you into the truth so that you can teach the truth. So trust and depend upon Holy Spirit to do that for you. I do that every day. I cannot depend upon me. I've got a Ph.D. and know what that means. But that doesn't mean anything when you got to... Like I told the, uh, talking to the Holy Spirit this morning, and I said, listen, it's you. You're the teacher. I'm your instrument. You have come and prepared all this and put it all together. <clears throat> now you teach it. So I'm here as an instrument of His to teach what He's put on my heart. And that's the only way it can happen. So if you are a teacher and don't do it, you're going to have stricter punishment. So you want to be a leader? Go right ahead. So you can see that a law of responsibility in certain areas will bring suffering. Mm. Yes. If you're not responsible to do what God's called you to do, it's going to bring suffering upon you. Upon you. And it may affect those that are around you. Watch that. It's very important that you've got to take responsibility. Um, I'm going to just uh, briefly look at, uh, well, First Timothy chapter 3. Uh, we have the qualifications for a leader. Isn't that great? First Timothy 3.15. But if I tarry long... Well, no, I'm not there, John. Now, wait, don't get anxious now. I'm going First Timothy 3, 1 through 7. Uh, you, you'll get there. Thank you, John, for being alert. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting there. First uh, Timothy 1, uh, 3, 1 through 7 as the qualifications. It says bishop could be overseer, some type of leadership. But a bishop is blameless, the husband of one wife, and temperate and sober-minded. And we won't go through all the gentle not quarreling, not covetous, and nobody's his household is in order. Okay? Uh, he's not a novice. Verse 6, you know, words, don't throw somebody who's just gotten saved into the <laughs> leadership position. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, he's not going to make it, or she's not going to make it. It won't happen. Uh, lest anyone be puffed up with pride and so forth. So here are the qualifications that teaches us the right leadership in order to that person to function responsibly in the kingdom of God. And we need to follow what God says to be able to be responsible as a leader. Now, that takes care of leadership. Well, what about the apostles that they had? Uh, Mark 4.11, Rick. Mark 4.11. Yeah, the apostles have said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery that it of the mm -hmm. kingdom of God. But right. unto them who are without, all these things are done in parables. So an apostle, as a disciple that they were following Jesus, said, Now, I'm going to give you the secret, the mysteries of what the kingdom of God is all about. So guess who's responsible for that now? <laughs> they are. 
they're responsible because Jesus has set them out to know something that other people won't know because they're not following Him. So if He's laid on your heart to know something, have revelation knowledge, the secrets of the kingdom of God, that's the reason God told me starting this year to teach on the kingdom of God because it's so important to understand how to live in it. When you live in it, oh, something happened in the world. How about that? Isn't that? Oh, that's terrible. I'll pray for that. But it's not affecting me because I'm in the kingdom of God. You see, that's the reason we understand. And the apostles began to learn that. And when they began to grow in that, you look at the book of Acts, they were arrested, thrown in jail, killed, and everything. So what? They were responsible for sharing the gospel that God had put on their hearts. And they're not going to worry about what's going to happen in the world. They're going to be concerned about following the kingdom of God principles and walking in that and in the mysteries that Jesus had taught them. So, in Romans chapter 1, verses 13 through 15, Paul sees his responsibility also. Now, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purpose to come unto you, but was let hitherto that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles. I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as, in, as, much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are at Rome also. See, Paul says, listen, I've got the responsibility to come and to preach the gospel. Wherever God sends me, I've got that responsibility, and I'm going to do that no matter what. No matter what, I'm going to do that. I'm indebted to, to, to teach the Word, and I'm going to preach the Word, and I've got that responsibility on my life, and that's what's... Well, how can I say that's what's driving me? I am, I am moving in that. Uh, it's almost like Jesus is behind me and pushing me. Say, come on, Paul. Yeah, like, uh, come on, Frank. Come on, John. Come on, Rick. Come on, Frankie. I've got you. I'm, I'm right, right there with you. I'm gonna. You, come on. You're not gonna feel. I'm right here. Oh, praise the Lord. He, it was overwhelming. You just can't get away from it. You have that responsibility. Now. That takes care of the leadership and the apostles at that time. Now, what about the church today? Mm. Uh, I'm going to say something right now that's on my heart that I believe God revealed to me this morning about what's going on in this world today. Is the church is not being the church. It's not the riots. It's not the virus. It's not the protest. It's not what people want and don't want. I believe the world has been too much infiltrated into the church that the church is not being separated and seen as the light of Christ in this world today. It's all been blended together. And that burdens my heart because if the church is standing up, this can be dealt with. This can come against and stop. But the church is not taking responsibility. We're trying to do it the world's way. Have a meeting. 
talk about this, talk about that. Why not come against what's going on because it's evil and stand against the evil that's taking place? Well, that's my speech for the day. So the church needs to stand up and be the church. First Timothy 3.15. Now it's your turn, John. But if I tarry long, that you may know how you ought to behave yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Whoa! You ought to know how to conduct yourself and be the church. You are the pillar of the truth. Now, I know that if the church can get out there and share the truth, it will set people free. That's the only solution to what's going on today. You, you, I don't care how many meetings you have. I don't care how many experts talk about this, that, and the other. The church, we the church need to be there and tell the people the truth about Jesus. And He's the only one that can solve all of this. He's the only one that can bring them life and get them out of the hate and bitterness that the people are walking in today. Well, how about Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20? This is the commission to the church. We all know this by heart, don't we? But do we do it? <laughs> uh, Matthew 28, 18 states, And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in, hev in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Holy, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. So our commission is to go and make disciples, and we have the authority of Jesus Christ to do so. So. The church has the responsibility to do that and not to allow the world to come in. And another side note, too, that's what's happening to the Methodist church. The world is coming into the church, dividing the church and destroying the church. And we need to get away from that and speak the truth, even though people may not agree with it. That's, I mean, Jesus did that. Is that... His disciples did that. And that's what we're to do. Speak the truth in love to set people free. Hallelujah. Well, now I'm going to end up by looking at Isaiah 58. Isaiah 58. Give you time to turn over there. 1 through 11. Isaiah 58, 1 through 11. And before I begin that, I'm going to get Frankie to read James 1, 22 through 25, because I want you to have this in mind as we go through Isaiah 58. James 1, 22 through 25. Um, James 1, uh, 22 states, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only. Deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a, unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholds himself 
and goes his way, and straightway forgets what manner of man he was. But those who look unto the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful bearer, but a doer of the word, this man shall be blessed in his deed. So we've got to just not hear the word, but to do it. If you if you're not doing the word, to me you really didn't hear it. That's my assumption. Now you can throw that out, whatever you want. But if you really heard the word and listened to the word, you'll go and do it. Let's look at uh, uh, Isaiah 58, starting with verse 1. Cry aloud, spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Tell my people their transgressions and the house of Jacob their sins. You seek me daily and delight to know my way. And a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They asked of me the ordinances of justice, and they take delight in approaching God. Why have you fasted, they say, and you have not seen? Why have we afflicted our souls, and you take no notice? In fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit all your laborers. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate and strike with the fist of wickedness, and you will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. I fast all the time. I do this. I do these things. And I'm I'm fasting, and I try to do this. And and it's a ritual, and it gets nowhere. I do it because I think I ought to do it. It's not a God fast. So that's what they were talking about. You're fasting and you're doing all these other things to all these people over here. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And you, you, think, you say you're fasting. You think you're coming to me. You think you're, you're not listening to me. You're not here. You're just going through the motions. That's what you're doing. You're just going through all of this. You're just not hearing and taking responsibility to do what I'm telling you to do. You, when you get revelation from God, you have the responsibility to walk in that. And they were not doing it at that time. So let's look at verses 5 through 7. Uh, is that a fast that I have chosen, a day when a man has to afflict his soul? Is it to uh, bow down his head like a bull rush and to spread out the sackcloth and ashes? Would you call that a, this a fast and unacceptable day at the Lord? <laughs> uh, you look like you're fasting, but you're not. You're going through the outward motions thereof, but it's not coming inside. Nothing's happening. This is the fast that God wants right here. Is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness? to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. Is this not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out, when you see the naked, that you cover him, and not hide yourself from your own flesh? 
is the fast that God wants us to have is going to set people free. It's not. <laughs> it's to prepare me. To prepare me to go and do what I'm responsible for. To be the church, to help people be set free. All right. Uh-huh. Now verses 8 through 11. Then. I like that word. <laughs> I just like that other word, but. Well, this is a then. Then you your light will break forth like in the morning. Oh, you'll be the light. If the church would just fast to the point of getting itself ready to minister to people, they'll become the light that God wants them to be. Uh, your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. Hmm. You shall cry, and He will say, Here I am. And you will take away the yoke from your midst and the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness. Sounds familiar in the church today? I'm not going to go any further. <laughs> but the Lord will do it. The Lord will guide you in everything as long as you're doing it His way. And the responsibility for us is to do it His way. His way only. Now, when I was looking at this, God spoke to me and I was just overwhelmed. And I wanted you to let this word speak to you as it has with me. Um, see, God is faithful to put you where He wants you to be. And God has helped me to be faithful in presenting the Word of God on the level that He's put me. For 20 years in South Georgia, in a nice small church everywhere I went, to minister to a small group of people, that's where He had me. That was the level that He had me on. That was it. And then eventually coming to Rick Bonfell Ministries and it began to increase some. And now I'm at a church in St. Stephen United Methodist Church that uh, people uh, love the Lord and, and want more. And I want them to grow and to activate and to walk in it. And uh, so that's the way I've been in these small churches. God, if you're faithful on the level that He has you, he will lift you up. And now, I'm going to stop here a minute. And now with Rekindle the Flame, I am speaking at Rekindle the Flame. I am speaking to hundreds of people. I've never been there before. I've never been there before. But uh, if if you're responsible where you are, He will lift you up. He will lift you up. And I've tried to be responsible for all those years. I'm not asking for more. I'm not seeking more. I yield my 
my flesh, you know, I'd like to be in a bigger church and all that, but I quench that to be faithful where I am. And I'm not boasting me. I am giving glory to God that when you are responsible in the level that He has you in, He can lift you up. He will lift you up. And He's given me the privilege and honor to speak among all these distinguished speakers that have spoken at Rekindle the Flame in one way, shape, or another. And now I'm there. That's not me. But according to God, He's given me that opportunity. And He keeps <laughs> He keeps on putting into my heart what I'm to speak. He wakes me up in the middle of the night. I have to write it down and all of this stuff, you know. I've been preparing that for for weeks and months. And I don't know what's going to happen, but I thank God for the opportunity to be at Rekindle the Flame. And if you're not there, you're going to miss something that God has for you. I'm not saying come and to listen to me. I'm saying come and listen to what God says because He can take you to where you would never even dream of being. He can take you beyond where you are now as long as you have being responsible where you are. He can do it. He can do it. He can do it. So let me pray for you today. Father, help us to be responsible where we are and what you have given us to do. Help us, O Lord God, to be faithful to you and to you alone that the Word of God may go forth, that we may function as you have created us to function, that we may be a vital part of the body of Christ, that the Father God, that people may see Jesus and and not, not the individual person, not the flesh, but to see the glory of the Lord. So, Father God, take us where you want us to be into the area that you call us to be. And we give you all praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.